Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, here with my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Oh my God. Fucking heat wave. It's 95 degrees. No, it's 88 degrees. Feels like 95. Um, yeah, we've had a like a air pollution quality warning, whatever right. they call that. Like it's it's not even like all the smoke from the wildfires right now. It's like some ozone thing happening here. Um, and I, you know, usually when it's like over 80 degrees is kind of past my limit of where I like to ride a bike because it's really fucking hot. Right. And Sucks. when there's when there's no, like no breeze or airflow, you just get like shitloads of all the car pollution just hangs in the air. Right. It doesn't go anywhere. Um, right. It doesn't get blown out over Lake Michigan like we're used to. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I went out the other night. And I, I could feel it. Like I just felt like short breath. Uh, felt fatigued, didn't get to that, like, you know, after you usually about 10 miles of riding, you get like the endorphins flowing, and you just like, oh, yeah, I'm in the zone. Like, I never got to that point. And I rode for about 20 miles, and I'm like, God, this is, this is really like what it feels like to <laughs> live in just god awful fucking pollution. Um, so I, I've, I've stayed in the last couple of nights, I've been catching up on movies I haven't watched. I watched A Quiet Place. Finally, which I know the second one just came out, but I just watched the first one and I have some questions for the characters or the writers, I guess, in this movie. Well, the, the guy, he, I believe he wrote it. He di- I know he directed it. Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. CIA Kaczynski, himself. Mr. Kaczynski. Um, yeah. And, and here's here's like, hey, I came up with a neat premise that I never thought through very well because. Right. Okay, so this doesn't spoil anything. Everyone knows the movie's about the movie's monsters. like six years old. You can see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bunch of monsters, and maybe they're aliens. Maybe they're just, mon- like, whatever the fuck they are, they look, look just like the fucking monster from Stranger Things. Looks just like the fucking monster from Aliens. Like Generic it's all- CGI blob. Yeah, just generic legend, CGI. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, got, it's got long limbs, and it's big, <clears> and it's got <throat> sharp teeth and a giant head, and it can hear really well. It can You can't make any noise. or, or- It's blind, but it can. It, it has, like, yeah, if it hears you it'll come and murder right you. right and i love that it's you know like how, how do they get here like without being able to see the planet <laughs> like well, they, <laughs> right. did, did they hear did they hear the planet from space and that's how they we were playing our to music it? too loud and then yeah and that's what that's what attracted yeah. they heard some concerts going on and they're like oh that's, that's so so it's like the walking dead but instead of zombies you got these giant monsters that can hear everything so you got to be really quiet and you got to walk around barefoot even when it's cold out um and they have a like a bunch of kids and one's an idiot and plays with a toy that's loud and he gets killed. So they're like, well, we immediately have to have another baby. And it's like, <laughs> OK, but now the baby can cry and that's going to like, oh, we didn't think of that. We didn't think of that. In this um, post-apocalyptic time where there's no fucking infrastructure or medicine or like anything. To, like, right? you know, this the is, this is what I, I mean. The, the thing that's so fucking dumb about people is they think, oh, I have to have another baby because the human race is it's like no you don't no because your entire survival is at risk if you do that you have to wait until right. it's safe to have a baby the way that any fucking animal in the wild would like hey you know there's a drought guess what we're not going to breed this year because next year we'll have a more likely chance that that offspring will not die and we'll like if, <laughs> if zebras were like trapped in like they fell in like a in like a rock slide and like oh we're stuck in this game trail you know we really should have the baby now and make sure right. we, we raise it here rather than wait till i get into the fucking so you know, okay safety. i get I, I get the postpartum depression you gotta have another baby right now because we're not gonna let the monsters defeat us <laughs> Why can't the let fuck win, right? you build a soundproof room 
for the baby. <laughs> Or just, right. you know, for your family, when you're hanging out family time, you can play Monopoly and, like, you know, not have to worry about knocking over a glass and suddenly your house is under attack because they heard right. it from miles away. It's like, th- build a soundproof room. Really? You, like, you don't need to build the room. You already have a house. You already have an entire farm you're living on. You already have rooms. You don't need to build the room with hammer and nails. You already have that. You just need a bunch of fucking foam core and glue. Like, literally, you could have fucking done this completely silently and had a room that you could have a conversation in instead of going off to a fucking waterfall right because you need like the loud rushing water to have a conversation under and why the fuck would you leave your wife days away from having to deliver a baby to go check on a fish trap when you have 500 fucking acres of corn <laughs> and, and literally like a hundred foot grain silo with corn already in it you don't even have to fucking harvest anything like why would you i, don't know. I mean I, maybe if you eat that much corn for that many days in a row you i mean willing you, to risk it all to you, you go to any grocery store and there's forty thousand things made out of just corn so right, right. pretty fucking versatile <laughs> I, i'm just i'm it's, watching this and it's not a bad movie it's an entertaining movie but i'm just no, like right. i'm like okay so it's, why? Well, it's well made it's a it's a suspenseful well-made you know thriller horror movie but it's just yeah. it's again when you think about it for five seconds it completely <sighs> fucking falls apart um, i'm, gonna, I'm gonna need you to not think about these things as you watch the movie <laughs> because if you think about any of it it'll you know and, and I, I love movies where they don't explain you know the backstory like where the sure. ears come from like, i don't need to know that i just know it, it takes away the mystique i mean that's right. the whole problem with like, i don't need to see bruce wayne's parents get killed again to know that they've been killed like we know that right <laughs> When we didn't need to know, and you, and it's better when you don't. You know, we didn't need to know that fucking Michael Myers was, you know, like a, a creation of some like the the cult of Thorn, and they they wow. use these druid ruins to fuck. You know, like like when when you start trying to explain something that's way scarier because it's unexplainable, you fucking ruin it. And that's the whole. I, I think it, that's the whole thing in fiction is like less sure. is more when it comes to that shit. But um, yeah. Well, again, um. You know, like maybe they were just bored of corn. <laughs> they were right. like, I gotta, I gotta eat a fish. But More like, literally, shuck of corn. I swear to God, I'm gonna scream and kill myself. So, if it's so fucking important <laughs> to have a baby, uh, I, I think I'd live on corn for at least another couple of weeks till that thing was delivered. That was I, I, you know, like the like even remember in like the stand when when the 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 they're like trying to birth this baby and they're like reading a fucking medical textbook trying to deliver it. I'm like just fucking, get, I, I'm sure Plan B existed back then or like there's some method you know as horrible as it would be. Like it, clearly, it's way more detrimental to survival of humanity to like birth this fucking child than it would be to do something like try to get rid of it. Like, what? Wh- why would you? You know, it's just fucking stupid. I, I, I mean, never got that in fiction, but you know, like it's it's <clears throat> frontier medicine. You just need to fucking catcher's mitt, you know, baseball, and just get ready for that thing to pop out, right? Right. <clears throat> Craziness. But <laughs> tell um, I don't anyway. have children. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well. Uh, before we get into the kind of news of the week, we should we should briefly talk about the Olympics because they're going on, uh, and it's you know it's a fairly uh, rare occurrence every four years, every two years, I guess technically if you count the summer and the winter. But uh, yeah, we skip Olympics. it every once in a while when there's like a world war. But uh, but yeah, right or a global uh-huh. pandemic, you know. So yeah, which well, is why they're playing the 2020 Olympics and and you know July of 2021. But um, yeah. It's you know I, I I I enjoy watching some of the Olympics like I you know I don't I never have gotten into the patriotic fervor of it obviously but I, I do enjoy just watching you know top quality athletes from all these countries 
compete in certain sports. I mean, there's certain things that are fucking ridiculous. Like I was, you know, you flick through and you'd see like, uh, you know, like they have, uh, they have shooting in the Olympics, which, you know, to begin with is not, I mean, whatever, you know, it's sure it's a sporting activity. I don't know that I would call that a sport, but they also don't even use like guns. They use like, like, like duck hunt guns. They use like laser. They, they're not using actual like ammunition. It's they like call them air target. rifles or air. Like I thought they shoot some kind of pellet with like some kind of air compression. Do but they maybe... shoot something? I, Cause I, I see it and I don't, I, all I hear is clicking. I don't even hear any kind of like, a, huh. I don't know. I mean, maybe. maybe, but, but you know, what's badass though, <laughs> is that America lost in all of those events, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> which you'd think would be a no brainer. Well, oh, the best was that in shooting an Iranian one. So of course all the Americans had a fucking meltdown. Like, well, we shouldn't let these people compete in the Olympics. They're killing our troops and they're blah, blah, blah. Like there was oh, a lot of that on conservative <laughs> Twitter, which is hilarious. Well, apparently they, they have a bunch of different competitions and one's like a five meter, uh, single handed, um, pistol. Right. right. And the other one's like a 10 meter air rifle. Right. And China won both gold of those in the gold medal. <laughs> so it's just like, yes. Right. Yes. I, I also love how the, this is the first year that skateboarding is Olympic sport, um, which is fucking hilarious because it, it the culture clash of like seeing like these decorated Olympians and they're these like super, you know, pro America. Like I've worked my whole life because I want to represent this country. And then you like go over the skateboarding. And it's just dudes wearing like cargo shorts, hanging off their ass with like AirPods in their ear. And you have like social distortion playing in the background and they're, and they're just doing skateboarding. It's like the X games, but it's, it happens to be in the Olympics. And it's just really funny watching all of like the stuffy, like old school Olympian, uh commentators trying to like make sense of skateboarding for the first time um i mean what what do they even say you know you just <laughs> like let the let the 13 year old girl go out there and skateboard and and and, skateboard, and it's weird for the olympic like traditionalists too because skateboarding is a lot of fucking up like you 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 when you tune into the olympics and you watch gymnastics by and large you do not see a ton of fuck ups like you'll see a couple like oh she didn't quite land that as cleanly as she wanted to but it's not every fucking attempt it, skateboarding is like you do a trick six times until you hit it because it's almost impossible to hit a trick every single time like that's right. just what's the nature of skateboarding you you do it until you make it that's why they have like six heats you know six rounds of of attempts or whatever so it, it, it's just great because like the first time ever i'm sure in the in olympic history that somebody uh, slipped doing a tr like slipped doing something in the Olympics and then uh, brutally crotched themselves on like a metal railing, which was oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that. which is which is you know you can watch hours of that shit on YouTube if you just want to see. Dudes oh, that's very common, right? In skateboarding, the rail and fucking crotch it. But um, yeah, uh, we just we've elevated that to a new level in Tokyo. Right. Right. And so now and the big, you know, and the reason I brought it up is because the big controversy, quote unquote, is that um, uh, all the maggot shuds are melting down because Simone Biles, who is, you know, the greatest gymnast of all time. I don't think anyone could really question that. I mean, at the, you know, given they had to fucking create new rules in gymnastics, like to slow her down because she was just so good at making up new yeah, tricks they had, and shit. They had to nerf her. They had to nerf her. <laughs> right. It didn't work. Because she, she was, was too like, good. And you know and this is this is like where right-wingers and liberals love to wage their wars is over the the culture war 
you know, fake controversies right, in the right. worlds of sports because it doesn't challenge anything real, you know, other than just like, you know, it, it's it's the perfect like ID poll place, right, for right. them to, you know, l- look at a at a an issue purely based on their. I don't want to say respectability politics, but that's kind of what it is. It's it's like a form of it, right? Where, you know, the 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 Charlie Kirks and the Ben Shapiro's act as though, you know, any black athlete's soul worth is just how good they can make America look, right? Right, and you have to perform, behave in that way. And in this, in the same regard, that liberals kind of think the same thing, but they also get like a break once in a while. Like, that's the only real daylight between them. <laughs> right. Um, well, so, and, and yeah. you know, for people that don't know what I'm talking about, like, Simone Biles, it, you know, set a bunch of world records in the Olympics in 2016. I believe she competed in 2012 as well, but she was, like, very young at the time. Um, but 2016, she was just, you know, the, the fucking superstar of all superstars. ton of gold medals. Um, and uh competed this year and wasn't actually sure she wanted to compete she's pretty old i mean you know in in gymnastics terms she's 24 she's obviously very young but 24 is very old for gymnastics typically you see like 16 to 20 year olds in the olympics um and so you know just about the the age that you uh kind of um you know, age out of where people like Joe Biden or Bill Clinton <laughs> have any interest in you, in you whatsoever, right? That's, that's about the, you know, right. That, that so, age. And it's, and it's mainly just because your body, when, when it develops fully as an adult, you're just not able to do these insane fucking flips and, you know, you can, but it, you're just, you're just a heavier, denser body. It's yeah, just, I mean, almost, you, gotta, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta train those bodies <clears throat> when they're, you know, before they become fertile, when they're, you know, <laughs> prepubescent um, almost <laughs> unreal so um but no so, and she said and so i you know i'm sure people remember the whole uh scandal with larry nasser who is the uh the gymnast u.s uh, olympic gymnastics trainer who was sexually assaulting a bunch of the gym uh gymnasts including simone biles she was saying like the like she feels like the main reason she decided to compete this year is because she thought there'd be a lot more pressure on the Olympic uh, committee and the governing bodies to actually fucking do something about uh, Larry Nasser and like to prevent this from happening in the future. If she was talking about this in the media as a current Olympian versus just, Oh, I was at the Olympics and now I'm just, you know, being an advocate, like you don't get as much coverage, which I, you know, I, I understand fully and I respect, but like she, um, never i don't think she ever fully was you know like she she, uh in the uh qualifiers a couple days ago she just didn't look like herself like she just wasn't you know she was sloppy and you know i say sloppy i mean it's you know 10 times greater than anyone else probably could ever do but it's still for her level of you know uh, ability was like there's something just not there and i don't think her heart was in it at that point um right and and it doesn't up. matter how much you train or how good you are if you get there and, and you you know on the day you have to perform <clears> which <throat> you don't get to choose right uh, you know you you might just be sick that day you know so it's it's a lot of these people yeah they're the best in the world but anyone on any given day can just be a little off and you know like you you i there's days i can't ride a bike because i just fucking don't have the energy for it right you know (laughs) like and and she just you know and she so she she uh withdrew from the competition and she gave 
her spot to one of her teammates to, you know, try and, uh, you know, t- you know, take her spot and try to uh, win for the team. And, uh, you know, I, I think if she felt like she wasn't up to it, that's perfectly valid and that's perfectly, uh, you know, fine for her to do. But of course, conservatives acted as if she, you know, wiped her ass with the American flag and then set it on fire. Like it, it, you, you'd think like it, they, they, again, like you said, they, they use this as the cudgel to, to bring up their, culture war boomer coddling talking points about how this generation they just don't want to work for everything and they're quitters and they want participate the the, the participation trophy thing is fucking hilarious because he's heard that a lot from like the ben shapiro's and the the matt walsh's and shit and it's like motherfucker she's got like 40 gold medals she's she she doesn't need a fucking part you know it's just it's a preposterous hilarious argument from people who are you know uh, insanely unathletic to begin with and are just like trying to you know, uh, like Ben Shapiro, I think if you hit a baseball at him would, would cower in fear, but you know, he's, he's acting as if somehow he's the <laughs> arbiter of what people can and cannot do in yeah. sports. So Charlie Kirk here called hmm. Simone Biles, a selfish self, oh God, selfish sociopath and quote, a shame to the country. <clears throat> right. Like, you know, you know how you're the best in the world. Well, guess what lady, guess what black girl, you're a shame to this country. Right. Um, right. And it's just like, you can never perform enough for these people. Right. Um, and what was this other guy that said something about uh, Michael Jordan? Like uh, this would be like if Michael Jordan quit during the game seven of the finals or whatever, it's like, he did fucking quit. He quit for two fucking years. He quit uh, for people that don't know Michael Jordan fucking left basketball. And, and for, you know, perfectly valid reason his you know his father uh was murdered uh in in 1993 i believe hey, just so he, walk it off walk it off michael right, right. so he's really fucking you know uh, obviously dealing with a lot so he retired um and uh <laughs> there's also a conspiracy theory by the way because he uh was uh he loved gamp like michael jordan's the most competitive psychopath you've ever seen in your entire life like he just loved like he's one of those guys that would just be like, oh, you know, like let's let's play court. Like you're waiting for five minutes for someone to show up. Like, oh, let's like let's flip quarters for like a hundred bucks a flip. You know, whatever. He's one of those people. Like he's just a maniac. But that's why he's the best of all time. You know, he's a fucking maniac. But anyway, so he um, was a notorious gambler. Like he'd love fucking gambling. <laughs> um, and he uh, the 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 conspiracy theory is that he racked up so many gambling debts and that he was even potentially gambling on basketball and that the the compromise was basically while the heat was dying down because it was well known that he the like the night before like one game of the finals like in nba finals he was like in an atlantic city casino gambling until like 3 a.m or something you know uh like that um so he was getting a ton of shit from the media and like the theory was like oh well, like let let him like why don't you retire let the heat die down for a few years and then come back that was a conspiracy theory and nobody knows if that's true but um but also his father did die it was murdered and he you know took a year off so is that part of the the theory that um because he had so much gambling debt they were like hey we're going to knock off your father if you that don't pay actually up. is part of the conspiracy theory <laughs> yeah. is that he owed money to the mob yeah i mean who knows who fuck i mean you know, it's, it, you know, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility, but, um, cause it's pretty fucking, and, and like his murder is very sketchy and unsolved and like nobody know you know? Yeah. It, so, I mean, it's very possible, but like, you know, whatever, who knows? Um, but so, and he went and played baseball for a year because his father loved baseball and like wanted him to be a baseball player. 
Um, and he played, you know, he was very good in, in high school and college, you know, not good enough to become a great major league baseball player, but he was very, he's just a naturally fucking athletic guy. Um, and, uh, so he went and played minor league baseball for a year and then he came back and, you know, won three more finals and that was, that was it. But yeah, but he did only three quit, more so. finals. What a <laughs> right, fucking wasted right. career. Exactly. Right. Oh. Um, yeah, he won three finals twice in a row. He, he did two three peats. Like he did a three peat fucking retired and then came back and won three more and then retired again. <laughs> um, yeah. So he did fucking quit and at the, you know, at the top of his game. So it's, it's preposterous. These people are ridiculous. Let her fucking live her life. She's given you more than any, you know, almost anyone else could ask for from an Olympian. Um, and, you know. Do, do you think Charlie Kirk watches gymnastics? Like, do you think he's invested in women, <laughs> women's gymnastics? No, of course do you, not. Do you think he's, you know, like, no, no. He's just, it's a, it's a way to get clicks. It's a way to get all of his racist followers to be like, yeah, fuck that. I, I saw her in a commercial that I don't didn't want to watch because it had a black lady in it. Right. Like right. that, that's all it is. That's all it is. Right. Right. So, um, with that though, let's, let's move on to the, the, the big story, the main story we wanted to talk about today because, uh, Daniel Hale was sentenced yesterday. Who? Uh, Daniel Hale. Who's uh, that? Who... <laughs> I'm getting there. This is, this is, who... this is like one of those things where, you know, like, you, you know, you know, the guys, you know, there's a guy, right? Like there's a guy. Uh, but you don't know his name until it's in the headlines, and then like right. you, you'll forget his name until the next I, time I, I you knew, hear it. I, he actually, it, unlike Snowden, was I think a little more successful in exposing what he wanted to expose the information without becoming a super mainstream national figure himself, which was like Snowden's biggest fear when he came out with his revelations about the NSA. Is like he didn't want the press to be able to make the story about him, and I think actually Hale in some for some reason was able to succeed at that more than than even snowden was uh maybe because they left him alone for a couple years you know and then finally went and tried to you know and went and arrested him but so daniel hale was a whistleblower uh he was a uh he was in the army and he was a air force uh, excuse me air force and he was a drone um not even a drone operator but, but basically the way he explained it is like he would program the drones like he would say okay well this is where the cell phone signal from this suspected terrorist is uh located and then the drone operator and he would like connect he would make the connection between that and the closest drone and then that drone operator would then go and fire on the target right so this is how right well and they they divide up all the decision making process so that you know in theory no one person is responsible it's it's like a firing squad where only one person has a bullet and all the rest are blanks and nobody knows who actually so that's what they're thinking is like well no when you you feel bad if if no one feels like they were the one responsible right right but in in reality there's a great documentary called national bird uh came out a couple years ago that features him and a bunch of other Mm -hmm. drone operators who are all bereft because there's there's still people that they know they're killing and they know that, I mean, the big thing that, that uh, Daniel Hales revealed <clears throat> was that the, the Pentagon's data, their numbers for who they were killing was a total lie that it was a, as much as 90% of the people they were killing were innocent civilians. Right. right. And, and their methodology, their methodology was just, well, if we hit the target we wanted, anyone in the vicinity who was also killed must also be a terrorist. Because we right. just said so, 
Right. That was that was the official Obama administration stance on that. Is that you just? Oh, we uh, we killed the mailman too. Well, why was the mailman delivering mail to a terrorist? <clears throat> we got to right. take why him was, out too. Why was that medic going and showing up and treating the person that we just uh, almost blew up with an IED? You know. It's oh, just, we we killed the guy when he was at the barber shop. Why was that? Why was the barber cutting the terrorist's hair? Uh, right. We got to. We got to. That's you know. We, we took him out too. That's just fine. So he. Uh, you know, he was a drone operator and he understood how this program worked, but the where he actually got all these documents and the reason he uh, knew to like his experience as that drone, you know, facilitator, whatever the position was, uh, gave him all the, the ideas for like the terms to look up because he went and then later worked uh, like Snowden as a contractor for another uh, security group that, you know, I think was involved with the with the CIA um, and he had access to all these classified records and he would um actually just like unlike snowden who took him out on a uh on like a disc that he hid in his like rubik's cube which is like this guy uh, he's he seems like a lot less organized than snowden but yeah it, it, it worked i mean it, it what he did worked he would just print um paper copies of all of these documents and he would smuggle them out like in his crotch or like in his waistband like he would just stuff them on his person and just hope he never got searched and he never really got thoroughly searched, I guess, leaving, you know, his belongings would get searched, but they're not going to like, you know, grab your nutsack when you're leaving work uh, every day, uh, especially if you're somebody who's been there a while. No. no, that's what they do when you go to a concert. <laughs> right, right. No, that's that's only if you want to go to like a concert or a Yankee game. But um, <laughs> but so and he managed to smuggle all these documents out and he you know uh, copied them and then he actually smuggled them which is the craziest part is he smuggled them back in because there was a you know specific way that you would um dispose of printed classified documents like they have you know records of everything that's printed so they would right. then go try to match that and make sure people aren't you know smuggling things out of the out of the office so he would smuggle them back in and put them in these these disposal things or whatever um, and th- by the way, there's all, all this information I'm getting. It's, it's from this really fucking great article that uh, ran uh, the other day. Uh, and I was it Newsweek. I forget. I'll, I'll look it up as I'm talking. But um, and the the article was was called like Call Me a Traitor was basically the the uh, headline of the. Ar- oh, no, it was the intelligencer. Um, and it and it's a great profile of him. I, I really. Rec- highly recommend anyone who wants some more uh, color on his life story go check that out because it really read to me a lot like a like a truncated version of like when I was reading Snowden's book which you know he wrote himself obviously but it really it gives you insight into who they are as people and into why they they came to the moral stopping point that they did of like I know what I was a part of I know what I facilitated and I know this is going to ruin my fucking life but I know that I need to do something to you know to to stop this or to at least expose it in the hopes that it will eventually stop because i can't continue to let this this program and this uh atrocity kind of go on unanswered for you know like well and it speaks a lot to like the the point of view of the prosecutors right And, and of the military when they come out with quotes like this, they have a couple of paragraphs from an article. I think this is Washington Post. Um, it just, just frames the kind of contempt they have, not just for Daniel Hales, but for Edward Snowden, right. uh, Chelsea Manning, and reality. Like th- this, their mentality of 
what they really think about people that have empathy. Right. right. So this is this is from Washington Post. Uh, prosecutors countered that Hale had put Americans at risk to boost his own ego. Like, and if you read anything about this guy or hear him talk, he has no ego. He's the least ego-driven person you could possibly find. Um, just humble beyond imagination. Right. Uh, they noted that he began taking classified information to his home only a few weeks into the job at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency in 2014, not long after swearing to preserve the government's secrets. <laughs> like, he oh, swore so on the Bible and it everything. It only took two weeks to realize that he was committing crimes as part of the government, and he wanted to... Like, that's how quickly he was like, hey, something's fucked up well, here. And, right, and I mean, and he knew what he was doing already. He just happened to... Re I think he realized very quickly at that job that he had access to all of these records about these these atrocious programs that he was a part of during his time well, you know in afghanistan and he, he i mean he literally like some of the documents he published were literally the like the the details of how the kill list that barack obama would sign off on every day was compiled and literally it was like a flow chart of like where the these names would be ran up the chain with potus at the top of this flow chart like I, I these just, are the documents he, I, yeah. I love that the government the DOJ is saying that, you know, if you find your morality after only two weeks, that's too quick. So you must have had an ulterior motive. <laughs> right. you, you couldn't you couldn't be altruism here. It's got to be, you know, you've got to put up with it for a while. You know, you got to be a stormtrooper for at least four years before you can be allowed right. to realize that, you know, you're on the wrong side. So this is quoting directly from the prosecution. Uh, they argued Hale did not in any way contribute to the public debate about how we fight wars. Like, like, yeah, um, he did. That's, really? That's, that's why you're that's why you're trying to put him in jail because right, he right. he did some. He, so uh, this was a quote by Assistant U.S. Attorney Gordon Cromberg, uh, who said in court, "All he did was endanger the people who are doing the fighting." Well, a they're not actually fighting; they're in a fucking trailer in Arizona. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Um, so they they added here about uh, that they said that uh, Hale mused about becoming a reporter himself, leading prosecutors to argue that his motive had been self aggra I can't say this word aggrandizement, aggrandizement, self aggrandizement, aggrandizement. Yeah, like, yeah self aggrandizement. Like, yeah, puffing himself like, up as like just so they're showing their contempt for the press too. right there. Like right, the, of course. The, if you want to be a journalist, you're just in it for the fucking Twitter clout. You couldn't possibly have any interest in informing the public about when, the way that we actually have, fight wars. Right. And these people have no morals whatsoever. So they can't even conceive of somebody doing something for actual moral reasons, like taking a taking an unpopular stance for a moral reason. These people are fucking sociopaths. So they have no concept of this. Um, so they, they said that all he did was endanger the people who are doing the fighting. Yet. None of the government agencies involved reported any direct harm resulting from Hale's disclosures. Right. And and just real quick sidebar, even if they had directly led to the deaths of American troops, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't that's that's on them for doing the shit that would lead to people wanting to kill them by, you know, like if if something is exposed that you're doing that's criminal and, you know, against international law, then the consequences are on you, not on the person that fucking exposed that. So that argument to begin with is always bullshit to me. Like if, if you 
if somebody exposes that you're committing atrocities and then then people are then uh attacked in retaliation for that i'm not saying i want people to be attacked but that's not i do on, i do I'm, no but if, i'm if saying if you that's, invade someone else's country i hope you fucking right. die but i'm saying that's that's not on the person who exposed that information like that's of course totally not, of course not, not on that person but even that's, if you that's are that's what they do is, right. is they were the real the real harm and we we've talked about this before the real harm is that you embarrass the us government right you embarrass exactly. them you right you you, you fucking expose them as liars and you know then then they have to go spend another billion dollars trying to recruit kids at fucking you know at at lunch at high school like a fucking pedophile would uh right. to make up for it right so i i wanted to read a little bit here from uh, a letter that uh daniel hales wrote to the judge for his sentencing trial which was yesterday right uh, he was sentenced to four years well actually before you because that's a good closer why don't I, I real quick before that i want to read sure the, from the prosecution from their closing statement um right. and by the way he was set he was sentenced to 45 months in prison for exposing uh atrocities like he, he was exposing the fact that we're killing up to 90 percent civilians with our drone strikes and we're just killing people indiscriminately um which you know of course the obama administration lied through their teeth about so this is from the the doj's um i believe it's from their closing statement but it's from the trial uh hale expressed no remorse for his crime according to hale what he did was legally wrong but morally right hale has never acknowledged a potentially serious and in some cases exceptionally grave damage to national security his actions could have caused under these no citation of course under uh these circumstances could have caused could have caused he did no harm right uh under these circumstances he cannot be entitled to a reduction in an in, in offense level for acceptance of responsibility in analogous circumstances no one would award such a reduction to a heroin dealer who admitted that he violated the law by distributing heroin but simultaneously asserted that by distributing the heroin he was helping society rather than harming it in sum, Hale was motivated not by transparency. This is the part you were talking about. Uh, motivated not by transparency, but by self-aggrandizement. A significant sentence, therefore, is necessary and appropriate. So, so Daniel Hale exposing the war crimes that you're committing is the same as dealing heroin, apparently, according to the Department of Justice. That's, well, part that's, of the because um, he he was charged under the Espionage Act, which right. is uh, just a, an insanely archaic draconian law from the 1700s or the 1800s about about like to well, prevent like spies in, in no, the, you it's, know. it's from the world world war one era but it was to stop people or to punish people from selling government secrets to other governments or to private entities right from profiting off of selling government secrets right and but they've used the, the espionage act under obama there was eight different people who were charged in the Espionage Act right. for whistleblowing? So More than used... all former presidents combined, by the way, to use that act. Right, right. And one of the parts of the Espionage Act that you that is makes defending whistleblowers almost impossible is that you can't use a, a moral defense. That yes, I did this, but I did it because you know for a moral reason. You're not right. allowed to use that as an argument, right? So it doesn't matter what his intent was. If he did it under any circumstances, he is still to be found guilty, right? So the prosecution was essentially trying to remind the judge of that, saying, you can't reduce the sentence. Well, I mean, the judge can do whatever they want. Uh, but still, the judge was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you're not, 
I can't take into consideration any kind of moral determinalism here. Like if you took those documents from the government home, then you broke the law. So you're going to go to jail for 45 months. Yeah, no, it's just unbelievable. So yeah, do you, uh, you want to read from the, the, uh, his, so he wrote a letter, uh, you know, in his own yeah. defense or, you know, explaining he wrote a letter actions. explaining because it's, it's so, <clears throat> the whole point of drone strikes is that you, you remove the public from the violence, Right. Right. And you don't even want to have a pilot involved anymore because that's that's so untenable to have someone who doesn't even see the, you know, the the target. Right. So we have completely, you know, robotized the killing. Now you have entire nations right. of children afraid right. to go play outside when it's sunny because there's no way to know when a, a drone they're firing these missiles people from a and, from a fucking drone that's seven miles up uh right and you have no way to to flee from it it's just complete terrorism it's death from above so it just just to to you know try to connect this the the job that he did and what the u.s military is doing what the air force is doing and the lives on the ground daniel hale wrote this letter to the judge he writes a couple of days passed before i finally learned from a briefing by my commanding officer Oop, let me jump back here um okay i got the right page up in front of me sorry about the that format twitter i did that too <laughs> uh the most harrowing day of my life came months into my deployment to afghanistan when a routine surveillance mission turned into disaster for weeks we had been tracking the movements of a ring of car bomb manufacturers allegedly Living around Jalalabad, uh, car bombs directed at U.S. bases had become an increasingly frequent and deadly problem that summer. So much effort was put into stopping them. It was a windy and clouded afternoon when one of the suspects had been discovered headed eastbound, driving at a high rate of speed. This alarmed my superiors, who believed he might be attempting to escape across the border into Pakistan. I mean, uh, uh, escape from what? Like, just... Like right, he was occupation of, of his country. He wasn't doing anything except driving. Like, how, what is like you? You weren't. It's like it's like we did when a fucking when you're riding your bike or jogging and a dog sees you and just starts chasing you, <laughs> right? And you're like, what the fuck, well, dude, dog? I didn't. What are you doing? You know, it's like right. you're trying to escape. It's like we. I I was already running this way. What are you fucking? You're an idiot. Kick you, dog. <laughs> they um, are, they, they're very dumb. I, I love dogs. Right. They're the dumbest. Some of the dumbest creatures. On it, the it's planet. like. It, if you just, like just see fast thing running and, and want want to run after it right it, it's like you're it's it's literally like oh i'm i'm chasing you because you're trying to escape like i was already running before you even saw me that doesn't matter you know like that's that's just complete u.s imperialist mentality right so he continues here a drone strike uh, a drone strike was our only chance and already it began lining up to take a shot I, I don't know if i read that right a drone strike was our only yeah, chance and already it began lining up to take the shot so this is from his handwriting out. handwritten letter by the way so some if the grammar is weird it's because he was you know you, yeah. you, when it, you it, when it, you handwrite a letter you kind of just flo- he might have wrote this just at the last minute you know while he was he, yeah, waiting for the did. judge he was scribbling and, right um but the less advantaged predator drone found it difficult to see through the clouds and compete against strong headwinds the single payload mq1 failed to connect with its target instead missing by a few meters the vehicle damaged but still drivable continued on ahead after narrowly avoiding destruction eventually one of the um 
One of the concern of another incoming missile subsided. The driver stopped, got out of the car, and checked on himself as though he could not believe he was still alive. Now, keep in mind, like they're watching all of this. He's watching all this happen in real time, right? Because they have a camera that's zoomed way in, one of these fucking FLIR heat radar things. It's in, in like inverted black and white. Um, out of the passenger side came a woman wearing an unmistakable burqa, as astounding as it was to have just learned that it had been a woman, possibly his wife. There was uh, uh, there with the man we intended to kill moments ago. I did not have the chance to see what happened next before the drone diverted its camera when she began frantically to pull out something from the back of the car. Uh, a couple of days passed before I finally learned from a briefing by my commanding officer about what took place. There indeed had been the suspect's wife with him in the car, and in the back were their two young daughters, ages five and three years old. So, yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't know those kids were there, but they didn't stop they don't to check. Care. Right, of course. They don't care, right? Those are, those are the, you know, what did, what did Obama say when uh, we killed a 16-year-old kid? We should, yeah, he should have had a better father. That's, that's what the, uh, the, I think the Secretary of Defense said. A cadre of Afghan soldiers went in to investigate where the car had stopped the following day. It was there they found them placed in a dumpster nearby, the two children. The eldest was found dead due to unspecified wounds caused by shrapnel that pierced her body. How could that be an unspecified wound? Right. Like, you fired a fucking missile at a car, and it exploded. You, you fired a missile at children. Oh, those unspecified shrapnel wound. Yeah. Her younger sister was alive but severely dehydrated. As my commanding officer relayed this information to us, she seemed to express disgust. Not for the fact that we had errantly fired on a man and his family, having killed one of his daughters, but for the suspected bomb maker having ordered his wife to dump their bodies of their daughters in the trash so that the two of them could more quickly escape across the border. Now, whenever I encounter an individual who thinks that drone warfare is justified and reliable, keeps America safe, I remember that time and i asked myself how i could possibly continue to believe that i am a good person deserving of my life and the right to pursue happiness so again like oh we murdered two children but they're the savages because they were forced to you know leave their kids to flee so they didn't get fucking droned right right and and, you know like the, the it's it's like do you think that they thought they could go to a hospital safely or a morgue right. safely? Oh, the hospitals that Barack Obama fucking blew up on the regular in all of no. these countries? Like, of course. So this this just reminded me of um, the scene from the documentary film Hearts and Minds, um, which won an Oscar, which it was that the year it won the best documentary at the Oscars. Um, it was a, like a dual hosting role by Bob Hope and um, Frank Sinatra. Mm. Who were oh, so? God. They must they have were, been so mad. They were so offended that they refused to come out and do the next segment. They wow. they literally like were boycotting the Oscars as the hosts of the Oscars from the stage. This was in like seventy four, seventy five, and Hearts yeah. and Minds was, of course, this documentary about Vietnam. Um, so, right, and, and they're Films both fucking... during Vietnam. I mean, right. we, we have all these documentaries about the Vietnam War made, you know, thirty years later. This was a documentary film about the Vietnam War filmed during the Vietnam War. Right, and there is a scene in which the director is interviewing the general William Westmoreland, who was, for most of the war, the commanding general. Um, And they're sitting by a river. He's wearing a nice, you know, southerly, light blue suit. Uh, And and he looks right at the camera, and 
General William Westmoreland says, the Oriental doesn't put the same high price on life as the rest of us. Wow. So we murdered 5 million people, and they're the ones. The, one, the 5 million people we murdered, they're the ones that don't care about their own lives. Yeah. Right? Do you right. think that, that that husband and wife that had to leave their children behind, do you think that was an easy decision for them to make? you think they didn't love those children? No, of course. I mean, that's it's preposterous. You know, of course, that was probably the hardest thing they've ever done in their lives. But the husband was probably thinking like, well, I can't let them blow my wife up, too. I need to get we need to get going like we need, you know, it, it's just and, and they're never going to let us through this checkpoint if we have so two kid, you know, two dead bodies in our trunk. That that's the thinking, that kind of mentality that uh, that these people, they're not only subhuman, but they don't even think they're human. Right. Like there's they're so subhuman, they don't even want to be human the way that we are. The benefactors who are trying to bomb them into submission, we're the just ones, we're the moral ones, we're the ones whose lives matter more. So that when somebody like Daniel Hales uh, exposes us, we have to not only punish him, but reiterate that if any of our lives were put at risk, if if they were put at risk, that is a worse crime than us murdering people, the people who did die. Right. There, that is, a, you know, the, the, it's the same thing with, with, with Israel. You know, they, they just, they'll just flat out and say, you know, a uh, uh, hundred Palestinian lives don't matter as much as one Israeli life. Like right. it's, it's that kind of supremacist mentality that allows people to think that they're doing the right thing when they exterminate an entire wedding party to get one dude that they didn't like. Right, who may or may not have been a terrorist, like that. And again, it's just you know, it, it's this is Nazi mentality. It's like, well, why did you kill that? Why did you kill that? That those fifteen people with that with that uh, drone strike? Well, they were you know threatening to kill one of our soldiers. Okay, right. so because they were going to kill one person, you just murdered fifteen of them. Like that. It, it again, it's just. But you're and so what you're inherently saying is that my life is worth you know infinitely more than the lives of those other people who aren't white and American like that. It's right. just, it's just so it's, not it's literally American people supremacy. saying, yeah, it's literally people saying, well, those people don't value their own lives who are the ones who don't value other people's lives. Right. 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 And, and it's, you know, the, the, the idea that, uh, well, we bombed a bunch of terrorists who, you know, were actually turned out to be teenage men. Well, but they're, they're military age. They're 16 years old. They're military age. Oh, so they're enemy they, combatants. They can, right. they can grow up to become, they could grow up to become a terrorist. It's right. the same idea as cops saying, well, we might as well arrest these black kids now because they're just going to grow up to become criminals, do something else. Right. Right. So it, it's, it's deciding that somebody, it's thought crime. It's deciding somebody is a criminal because of how they look their skin color, where they live, wrong religion, uh, you know, won't trade the U.S. petrodollar, whatever it is. Right. Right. So, and, and you know, another thing that we I talked about off air with you, and I, I want to be careful because I don't want to un, unintentionally offend people when we talk about this, but, you know, it became clear reading this really well uh, written, really like deeply kind of uh, in-depth profile on Daniel Hale that he's definitely um somebody who probably would be considered on the spectrum like he definitely is not uh neurotypical he, right right uh, he's definitely not he, he seems like he's he's not neurotypical um he he has trouble in social situations and I, you know it really seems like this is the I mean, kind of who, who doesn't 
who doesn't right. no i know but more than more than the average person you know and uh it, it just seems like you know he talks about how he went in and took uh you know the entrance exam for for the air force and he aced it um and it seems to me like the qualities of somebody who is neurotypical is something that the army actually and you know air force and the military in general seeks out because i think and you know this is something we talked about that they mistakenly lack uh, a lack of social comfortability with a lack of wanting social acceptance and a lack of you know empathy basically they think that oh well we'll just take these people because they can't feel empathy for others and they can't connect with other people so they'll be less um mentally uh you know affected by the the atrocities that we that we have them commit on our behalf and that's that's you know and i love that that is you know you see a bit of that with snowden very much um, yeah you know and, and it's it's like the 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 qualities they want is somebody with a very high functioning tactical mind right right and they think that the the more the, the further you you get towards that kind of mindset and the, those kind of mental skills the further you are away from having empathy and it's quite often the opposite right where just because somebody doesn't have a lot of social conditioning and a, a strong social network uh of friends family whatever that it means that they don't want those things <laughs> and in in you know quite often it's quite the opposite right and and we've seen that time and time again where somebody who is willing to you know risk their entire life because of a social connection they had to someone they've never even met before um that's just phenomenal and i I think that we all wish that we would be that brave in that situation and i you know i certainly wouldn't have gotten in that position in the first place um but I would like to think that, yeah, I mean, if I if I had all this information that could blow the lid on war crimes, I'd be like, fuck, yeah, <laughs> like, right. I'd be calling up the intercept or calling up who I mean, maybe not the intercept because they're not really good at protecting whistleblowers, but uh, somebody, somebody I would be contacting. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and that and again, like with Snowden, with Hale, with a lot of these whistleblowers, you see that same type of, uh, you know, uh, neurological profile and it and it does seem like that actually uh is something that works uh to their debt like you said to their detriment and they are actually unknowingly inviting people in and sharing secrets with people that um have a much higher moral compass like much stronger moral compass than they do and are not going to be able to just sit there and 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 swallow the uh atrocities that they're privy to they're gonna have to reveal them one way or another and that's why they have to punish every one of these whistleblowers is because they know that's the only deterrent is fear right right they couldn't just not your life will be ruined they couldn't just not wage a war of genocide uh or or not wage wars or you know lithium or or oil like they could they couldn't just not do those things stop doing that they have to keep the money train going but they'll they'll spend every dollar possible to prosecute a fucking 20 year old kid for you know showing the truth right or to keep you know julian assange in in prison like literally torturing him because you know he he can't he wasn't convicted of anything but they won't send him uh, they won't release him but they won't send him back to the u.s because they're afraid he's going to kill himself because everyone uh in the world knows how atrocious and how 
uh, monstrous our our prison system is and how it's designed to literally torture people. So it's just well, that was the entire reason why he Assange won his first extradition hearing was because right. the British courts found that you know yes there was cause to extradite, but that U.S. prisons are so dangerous that he they couldn't even guarantee him a fair trial, let alone guarantee he wouldn't be murdered before his trial. Right. Right. And so the U.S. appealed that ruling, and that's that's where it's still uh, at, which is and the fact that he's still being held just, you know, pending this. Right. This, Completely against the, 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 the way the law laws were written, you know, about, you know, guilty until proven innocent. Seriously. Or innocent until fuck England. Innocent. I'm so glad Italy beat their asses. I mean, fuck Italy, too. But um, fuck New Jersey. Sorry, Italy. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, I was going to say fuck Italian Americans. Not, not, not the, the OG Italians aren't as bad as, as us Italians. We talked about that last week. We, no, we, I wasn't on the show last it, like, week. I was on the Two weeks ago, yeah, when, we, that's right. when the when the uh, the Euro Cup actually happened, and then there was all these British yeah. uh, fans uh, doing what Brits so, do and being yeah, super racist. Yeah, you did the show. Because... You did the show solo last week. I haven't listened to it uh, yet. Um, I don't know if I even will because uh, you never listen to the show, right? No, like I you don't. Know... I don't. Yeah, no, I, I I don't like listening back to my my self talk. Um, not even that's like an that, ego thing. It's a just shame. a weird. That, it's just yeah. a weird. You know. Well, know. you know, you're busier than I am, but. Um, you know, I I usually listen to the show, but yeah, I wasn't on because my computer took a shit, and I I took it to right. Apple uh, to get the battery replaced, and they were like, "Oh, it's it's not working. We have to replace other things." I'm like, "All right, whatever." Um, still way cheaper than having to buy a new computer. I spent about uh, just 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 over six hundred dollars to get like basically an entirely new computer. Right. Like they just gave me a brand new computer with all my memory loaded on it. But you got a new computer too, so like we're both sitting here with brand new apples, basically fancy shiny apples. Yeah. No, I yeah. Uh, I you know my my uh, previous iMac was like over ten years old. I got it when I was in college to do video editing on Final Cut Pro, which you know, we talked about it, I think a couple weeks ago yeah. and our, our, our trials and tribulations with that software. But, um, so it, you're it, socialist, it was... but you both have capitalist computers. <laughs> right. right. Um, but it, it, I mean, and it was just a brick. It, like literally I, I upgraded the OS too many times, like even though it was supposedly compatible and it was just like non-functioning with like the higher, the more recent operating systems. And I was just like, <laughs> I couldn't revert it. It was just fucking atrocious. So yeah. I just traded it in. I got like 150 bucks trade in value. I was like, all right, great. You know, sweet. And now they have these new 24 inch Macs, uh, which are super nice. And they come in like they're trying to kind of capitalize on the the nostalgia. And again, this makes me feel super fucking old of the early 2000s when they had those. Um, remember, they had the computers with like the the fluorescent colored, like see through back like they had like the like the see-through green like computer monitor yeah and, like, it looks like a piece of candy you want to eat <laughs> right it. uh so they're trying to capitalize on, on that um and and that jeff goldblum uh, ad campaign from from, from oh, the early God. 2000s um so now they have like the imac but it's in those colors but it's you know it's metal still but, uh, <sighs> oh, it's a nice so computer though it's fucking i mean they're great at marketing their shit and their shit is not that great i mean i i've it I've works always, great when you first get it. It works fucking great for the first. I mean, you know. like all relationships, they're perfect when they start. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And then it just mysteriously goes bad when they're about to <sighs> announce a new line of that same product. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I feel like you should play the Kamala clip right now for some reason. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, apropos of nothing else, this is a really funny clip. Um, 
of our of our current vice president Kamala Harris that we have nowhere to uh, insert. So we're, we're, I'm just going to play this. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about. It. Let me be clear. I am a monster. Okay, I am. I am bad. And I will use my brownness coupled with my status to reinforce white supremacy, okay? If you're thinking of coming to the United States border, do not come. If you're thinking of having sex with the United States, do not come. If you want to come on the United States' face, then you can come, but only then, legally, legally. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, obviously that was not actually. Uh, that was the vice a comedian and Allison Reese uh, yeah. on Twitter, and I, I. She's done a bunch of these videos, and I, it's spot on. That's a great fucking, fucking perfect. Okay, okay. It's just okay. it, it, it's the voice, but it's also the mannerisms and the speech. It's just spot on, spot on impression. I really, it's uh, yeah. She she has a few other characters. She does. They're not they're not all just impressions. Some are. One is just like a, a an Ohio mom, uh, <laughs> who, who lost her baby at the mall and just like left the mall and she's like maybe she'll come home. I don't know, but I respect her. <laughs> it's just like total it's just total fucking Ohio. The great thing about COVID is it, it has kind of led in this little little like mini rise of like Twitter, like short, you know, 15, 30 second uh, like stand up bits, basically, from like oh, these the, really funny the, people. The guy that's been lampooning all the, the maggot chuds screaming into their phones in their pickup trucks. <laughs> right. That, that guy is fucking perfect. Yeah. And of course, Ky- you know, we talk a lot about Kylie Brakeman. She doesn't do voices, but she just does these great uh you know impersonations of oh of she just, has a voice she does the like well she, hello paul well, right no, she it, does like the but transatlantic it's, not impri- I, it's not an impression it's more of just the the marion williamson transatlantic weird accent but yes right, right general rich person accent but she's she's great too um yeah so that <laughs> that was that was great um well you know while we're on the subject of the democrats we should talk a little bit uh about them because you know of course the 2022 midterms are coming up uh always just miraculously seems like there's some election around the corner that they can use to defer blame uh for not doing anything or giving people anything that they campaigned on but um you know they they uh obviously need a unified message to maintain their slim majority in the house uh and you know of course we've talked a lot about the show about how that's not going to happen they're definitely going to lose uh their their majority probably in the house and in the senate um because Joe Biden's been atrocious and not done anything that he's uh that even that he campaigned on and everything he campaigned on was fucking weak and milk toast to begin with but he campaigned on a public Look he tried he Anthony on... he tried but Christian Cinema was just too powerful. Right, right. Yeah. Her and her fucking peg leg were too he, he couldn't overcome the, the fucking <laughs> Oh god. All right. So um we, but you know Nancy Pelosi's got this covered. She is a master legislator and she has the 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 winning message that's going to propel the democrats to uh a greater majority uh come november 2022 uh and this is an article from the intercept uh new democrats are trying out a new midterm strategy blame the gop for voting to defund the police and the message is coming directly from speaker pelosi's office so their grand strategy for 2022 is to talk about how they want to 
give more money to the police and how it's actually the Republicans that want to defund the police. This is what they think that the, that the Democratic base wants to vote for in 2022 is more fucking money for the fucking cops. Well, they need more better, better training, right? So that costs more money and we got to give the cops more money. Uh, and that's why we can't afford to let you go to the doctor right. during a pandemic. That's just that's just common sense. It's just, you know, and again, what they're referring to is uh, in the American Rescue Plan, which was like the the, the big shining piece of legislation from um, from Joe Biden's presidency, where he gave us the 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 fourteen hundred dollars, you know, aka the two thousand dollar check uh, that he that he was allegedly going to give us. Um, yeah, I'm still living off that man. It's been right, like nine too. months. I've been nine months living on fourteen hundred dollars. You know, it's like all the restaurants are shutting down because we've been living high on the fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it, it, it's just you know, and again, this is a sidebar. But I was listening to uh, Jimmy Dore was on went on was in uh, I guess near in Austin. He, he went on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was you know mostly pretty like entertaining, whatever to listen to. But again, like this is the shit that drives people crazy about Joe Rogan is he's like, oh, well, you know, I got this buddy of mine. He owns a restaurant. And he's like, man, I just can't find anyone to work because, you know, the government's giving out all this. And, and, and I just keep hearing this and I want to fucking strangle people that repeat this bullshit talking point as if somehow the fucking unemployment, which, by the way, is was a pittance to begin with. And now it's three hundred dollars extra a week um, in unemployment, I, 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 which I, is I had a, I hadn't watched that because I. And I don't watch Rogan and I only occasionally watch Door, but I, I got to believe it. Like, you know, if Joe Rogan's like, hey, I got a buddy who owns a restaurant. He can't find anyone to work. For. I got to I got to feel like Door would be like, so pay him more. <laughs> like, well, Door goes, oh, yeah, your friend's a fucking asshole. And he, and he said, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding <laughs> afterwards. But he fucking meant it. like that when you because right. when you hear people complain about that, that's my first thought is, oh, your friend's a fucking asshole who pays them two fifteen an hour, which is, I believe, the tipped minimum wage uh federally right. um and well, you can't find anyone to work for you that's the market that's the market telling you that you are not paying them enough right right which is never it just never occurs to these people because they love capitalism when they're able to exploit their workers and you know thrust the burden of paying their workers a fair wage onto the people dining in those restaurants by you know and by means of tip um they love the idea, the way capitalism works then, but then now when people are more uh, concerned about COVID spreading again and the Delta variant and shit and don't want to go out and eat in restaurants and people uh, who are wait, wait staff are like, well, yeah, I can go here for two fifteen an hour and make, you know, 20 bucks in tips because nobody's fucking eating out anymore. Or I could just stay home and collect this really small fucking unemployment check. I'm not going to risk my life. Like, and I, not only do I not blame those people as people should be given more fucking money. Like it's not, if you're, if you're paying so little that people won't work for you and that they're making more money off of unemployment, uh, which again, anyone will tell you who's unemployment is a fucking pittance. Then you know you're not paying enough it, fucking money. You know how long you can collect unemployment benefits in this country? Not very. I, in, I, in, in most, it's like, six it's about six months is six like months the max right. in almost every state. The, right. the, that's how long your employer uh is required by law to pay you you know like 75 percent or whatever you were making there and then after that it, you know and, and guess what restaurant workers can't collect unemployment i don't know if you know that joe rogan um right and if they did it would be based on their 215 an hour fucking you know salary that they got from yeah. no it, it, it's you just, know it'd be, it'd be he's 10 friends bucks a with week. some fucking meathead asshole in jersey right, who, of course 
owns a fucking sanitation company. Right. Um, so, uh, and <laughs> just write that, that fucking great line in, in, uh, in uh the departed where they're beating up the guy shaking him down for money he's like this is america if you can't make money in america you're a fucking douchebag you know what do you do if you if you know what are you gonna do he's like make more money it's just like if you can't fucking but it's the same principles if you can't staff your your business um because it somehow is more beneficial to people to to collect unemployment then pay them more fucking money like it's not that fucking complicated so um I don't even remember how we got off on this topic. Oh, but so yeah, so, so the Democrats, um, that's their one piece of signature legislation was the American Rescue Act, um, which included in it more funding for the fucking cops because because Joe Biden loves giving money to the fucking cops in the military. That's like what he lives to do. Like that's what he believes in deep in his fucking bones because he had one son who you know was in the military and then died. So that's the son he reveres as this hero because his other son's a fucking crackhead. So he thinks of that son as this infallible angel um and everything that that son represents he needs to then go out and you know champion that's why he gets so upset when anyone brings up hunter and like tries to you know talk about like his real problems and you know for whatever you know issues he has he's just a fucking citizen like i don't you know he should just whatever uh but that's why biden gets so uptight about that because you know he's doesn't live up to the to the fucking uh you know the narrative that joe has cooked up about uh his other son um and and it's just it, it's just really it, it's insane to me that that like as craven as the democrats are and as cop loving as they are um that they think that this is somehow not even a winning strategy but but a strategy they should go with like that they this is something that they think they can actually pull off and that anyone would fucking right. buy for a second well, it perfectly ties into their whole obsession with January 6th and these QAnon MAGA insurrectionists. You know, they're having these hearings right now where the cops got to testify, right, on the, on the Congress floor about how scared they were, right? And Democrats can be all, oh, we're, we're on the side of the good police, not the right. bad, you know, this, this whole, you know, few bad apples bullshit. But it's, you know, I mean, they're, this is what they do is fail. Right. And they're already blaming Russia for their their future failure in the 2022 midterms. Um, but it's like this. This is just some, some polling data I have here. This is a headline. America's optimism about country's direction over next year drops nearly 20 points since May. <laughs> so yeah, two, well for, two uh... paragraphs as as President Joe Biden completed 100 days in office, the country was optimistic about the coming year. But now. Just after hitting the six-month mark, Americans' optimism about the direction of the country has plummeted nearly 20 points, a new ABC News <laughs> Ipsos poll finds. A majority, 55% of the public, say they are pessimistic about the direction of the country, a marked change from the roughly one-third, 36%, that had said the same uh, in the same poll published May 2nd. Um, in the early May survey, Americans were more optimistic than pessimistic by a 21 or I'm sorry, 28 point margin. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they're not telling us who exactly thinks what here. I mean, maybe it did further in the poll. I didn't take it all um, in my notes here, but just like, you know, I, I don't even know how you measure optimism on a national level. Like what that means for people has to vary greatly. 
Like right. if you ask me, like, are you optimistic about the country? I'd be like, I don't believe in the country. I don't believe the country exists. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's like, not one of our answers on the poll here. So you need it's, to. It's just a. It's a piece of paper in a building. That's that's the whole country, right? right. That's all. A, uh, that's all a nation is. Is is buildings and pieces of paper and some cops and guns. That that right. that's a nation. That's if you ask me, do I, do I have optimist optimism that the, that this current you know the, this current iteration of America is going to be successful? No, I fucking don't at all. Successful in the way you know, it's always been success, successful for rich people. And right, there was right. there was a hilarious tweet I saw from a landlord um, who clearly had a fake story saying that they had to sell their property because they oh, couldn't, I saw that. couldn't evict yeah. people. Uh, it, supplies, of course. Yeah, and it's all like capital letters. Um, and this is just you know. So her her handle here is Hey Boo Boo Sixteen, and of course she's white. Right, she's a white. Also um, a nut job. If you look at her Twitter, she's like an anti-vaxxer oh, yeah. and you know, yep. et cetera, et cetera. But she anyway. tweeted out, "People just don't understand that the communists want all of America to be California." I'm I'm inflecting where she's capitalizing. Uh, where you have the very poor and the very rich and no middle class. So, so just, again, again, no, that's capitalism. But you just conservatives criticizing socialism by describing capitalism again. <laughs> right. right. Um, and, and that oh, just it, it's like we, we've been talking about Cuba a lot lately. And of course, you know, the whole SOS Cuba fake CIA hashtag. Um, and it's you know that they're on a roll when they like the CIA comes out from behind the curtain they hide behind to, to just directly say what they think. Cause it's even more fucking ridiculous right, than their right. bullshit astroturfing. So this is, and they have to like, kind of like, you know, wedge in some other current topic too, just to kind of, you know, get the, the SEO trending uh, to get clicks on it. So this is headline here. Teaching critical race theory isn't indoctrination. But glorifying Stalin is <laughs> like what? Where the fuck did that oh, Stalin? God. Where did that come from? So of course, this is by a guy named Stephen L. Hall. Stephen L. Hall retired from the CIA in 2015 after 30 years of running and managing Russian operations. So I would assume <laughs> counter operations. So the byline here: Schools in Cuba and Russia deny their own country's unpleasant history. Do we want to be like them? Well, I mean, obviously, if you're CIA, the answer is yes. So he starts out here with a story that, like, you know, this is like when you go to church, right? And the, the pastor or the fucking priest or whatever has, like, a story. Like, you know, I was on my way to the store the other day, and a, a little boy came up and asked me. And, like, and you already know the story's bullshit. Like, right. just, you just know the story's made up. Right. right? So this is, this, here's his story. So he's quoting a child here. Uh, we started learning about how to spell in school today, Mom. A is for AK-47, the kind of gun the revolution used to kill the Yankee traders at the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> like, uh, of all the things that didn't happen, this didn't happen the most. Didn't happen the most, right. So he continues, in, he continues in his own voice here. That was the report of an American first grader attending school in Havana whose parents were diplomats at the U.S. Embassy in, in the communist island nation. The bilingual Hispanic couple wanted their young son to have a Spanish-language-based education and so had decided to send him to a Cuban school. Instead of learning the alphabet the way they do in the U.S., 
think A is for apple, B is for banana. The child came home with came home with A is for assault rifle. <laughs> The Cuban teacher had even provided a line drawing of an AK-47 for the children to color for homework. That is indoctrination. I worked overseas during most of my 30-year CIA career, often in countries run by authoritarian regimes, and I have seen plenty of official government indoctrination in schools. Here's a rule of thumb. If your kid comes home from school talking about Soviet assault rifles in a good way, there's probably political indoctrination going on in the classroom. If they come home discussing actual historical events, however unpleasant, it's not indoctrination, it's education. Okay, so let's pretend that that story was true, and let's go by his, his you know, what his theory of what real education is. The kid came home talking about a historical event, the Bay of Pigs invasion. So, like, what part of that didn't the kid do right? Right. <laughs> it's also hilarious that these people are like, oh, well, they learned about a, a Russian assault rifles like like these people don't fucking jerk off with their, you know, their gun lubricant like they literally like these people love guns. But like they're somehow are, acting as if they're, you know, we've we've got the fucking military recruiters in the school lunchrooms of our fucking public schools. Right. You tell me that's not indoctrination. Um, so, yeah, I just, it's again like you, you just you the fact that he's like he's hung up on the Bay of Pigs. Right. right? Just like, oh, they can't let that go. The fucking how such, badly they got the cardinal sin asses handed to him. <laughs> again, it's the cardinal sin. Like we were talking about with Hale. The cardinal sin is embarrassing the U.S. government and making them look yep. like a bunch of putzes, exactly. which they are. They, exactly. They're a bunch of fucking putzes who are incompetent. Um, and whenever you expose that, that's like the most frustrating thing in the world to them. That's like the whole, you know, idea of like you well, you don't want to piss that bully off because he might fucking stab you like that's the whole thing like it's they're just bullies who who are humiliated and then right. feel the need to lash out violently and that's the I, history I think it'd be of the United hilarious States like the only way that story is true is if they knew that like the 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 kid in the class was like the son of <laughs> US diplomats like Gusano parents, and they right? and they like they just did that you know, came up with that just to tell, <laughs> teach that to that one kid. Right. Right. Because they knew that they'd go home and like fuck with that. And like that, like some CIA guy 30 years later would be writing about it. Just like, oh, they called us Yankee traitors. I'm not a traitor. I'm a patriot. <laughs> You're the traitors. <laughs> just getting redder and redder. So actually, it's, we, no, we, it's, it's, it's like the, the fucking guys that they, uh, you know, the, the silver court mercenaries, they made them wear the Moscow sweatshirts when they interrogated them just because they know that that would so fuck with the CIA right. guys that they had were forced to wear a fucking Moscow athletic sweatshirt. Right. So fucking fuck. So we actually have a clip here from from Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, when asked about communism, because uh, this is obviously still uh, a hot topic in the press because, it, you know, again, I think they they realize their their whole rally, the American people to to hate Cuba and, you know, take the temperature for invasion kind of fell flat, but they're still, you know, keeping the fire, the embers burning there in case some, you know, uh, big fucking event happens that'll allow them to, to, you know, to capitalize on. Um, but here's Jim Psaki when asked about communism um, in, a, in one of her pressers. Thank you, Jen. Uh, now that you've had a few days to think about it, does this White House still think the protests in Cuba are happening because people are upset about a rise in COVID cases there, or is there some thought maybe given to the possibility that they are protesting because they are sick of communism? Well, uh, Peter, first I would say communism is a failed ideology, and we certainly believe that. It has failed the people of Cuba. They deserve freedom. 
they deserve a government that supports them, whether that is uh, making sure they have health and medical supplies, uh, access to vaccines, or whether they have economic opportunity and prosperity. And instead, this has been a government, an authoritarian communist regime that has repressed its people and has failed uh, the people of Cuba. Hence, we're seeing them in the streets. But I would note that the ideology of the government, which has failed, has led to uh, a, fail, uh, a lack of access to economic opportunity, to medical supplies, to COVID vaccines. So all of those pieces are true. And there. So I forget the fucker's name, but this this little fucking blonde Aryan nation guy from Fox News, uh, his question is, you know, feels very rehearsed. Of course. Um, and, and this is the Democratic White House <clears throat> press secretary completely lining up with this far right wing Fox News guys question, you know, that this, right. this, this country. Oh, it's a failed country that has been, you know, can't can't feed and clothes and medicine well of course you know they can actually do all of those things just fine despite the fact we've had sanctions on them for 60 years uh you know sanctions that the entire world just voted against except for america and israel funny um and, and this is but this was like the, the republicans were trying to goad her into saying something you know positive about communism for days and then you know democrats were like oh no they're gonna th- they're, they're trying to paint us as communists and you know, that, that's always the Democrats' favorite move is to denounce communism to prove to the Republicans that they're, you know, just like them for some reason, which is just like the, like the most hilarious own the Republicans always pull on the Democrats is to force them to agree with them. Right. And right. It, it's it's I mean, it's just comical. But it's still it's it's like what was what was better about this administration than Trump again? Like, can, can anyone name one thing at this point? They're literally, I, again, it's that meme like, the, oh, you thank you so much for changing everything. And it's, I'm literally going to do all the same shit, Jack, as he's eating a fucking ice cream cone. This He's just doing the exact same thing, but he's he's wearing the blue jersey, so it doesn't fucking matter. Like, he's doing the exact same shit. What, he's saying the exact same yeah. shit that Trump said. What, what's what's the only thing that cost Trump the election was the pandemic was COVID. Right. Right. And and what are we doing differently? Nothing. Nothing. We, Nothing. We're, we're giving less money because under Trump, we got eighteen hundred. I mean, you know, some people got eighteen hundred dollars. And under Biden, uh, a more fucking uh, means tested group got fourteen hundred dollars. So, again, he's doing less than Trump did to fucking get, provide relief during this pandemic. And now we're about to see another fucking huge wave because they're still doing nothing and a bunch of people's unemployment is about to expire. And it's just like, it's again, he's, it's just, he's doing nothing. He's doing fucking nothing. Like how can anyone say that anything he's doing is fucking good? He's doing nothing. He's doing everything Trump was doing, but just, you know, he's not tweeting about it. So nobody fucking gives a shit. It's so here in uh, Chicago, uh, in, Tomorrow, actually, I was going to say in two days. It's actually tomorrow. Uh, mm. Lollapalooza is back. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So 400,000 people are about to be drunk, smashed shoulder to shoulder for hours at a time with total strangers. Right. Now, they say that to get in, you have to show a vaccination card or a test within the last 72 hours that you are COVID free. Um, 
which is more but, than, less than useless if you've contracted it in the last three I mean, fucking days. But whatever. It, I mean, it's you know. still it's like even if you're vaccinated, mm-hmm. the CDC is now recommending even if you're vaccinated that you go back to wearing a mask indoors. Right. Because the vaccination is, you know, basically doesn't it all it does is lessen the symptoms. If you do get it, it doesn't make it less likely you can carry it. Right. right? Or and we're, or we're talking it. about potentially having to get booster shots. Uh, we're talking about this Delta variant. And I've heard about a Lambda variant. We're already up to L. Um, Good sign. And, it, Good and sign. it's just crazy, you know. And so basically we've reopened everything. Biden says we're not going to go back to closing down anything no matter what. Which well, and is he's like, calling it a, a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. He's, he's just he's just full on with the rhetoric of like, if you have the vaccine, you could do whatever the fuck you want which again is their stupid gambit oh. to try to get people to get the vaccine. And it's fucking making things so much. This could have been so much fucking eat. We could have been having fucking events. If you just would have told people, yeah, you're vaccinated, but just keep wearing your mask when you're indoors. And we could still be having, you know, we like we're having events now, but there's events with no fucking like, uh, you know, restrictions whatsoever. And what's going to happen is it's going to get so bad that they're going to have to shut down live events again. And we're all going to be fucking pissed, but Right. It's, well, it, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's be these giant corporation mega events, right, where you have 400,000 people, which are coming from multiple states. They're all going to go back to their states. That is that is going to be a super spreader event. Right. Oh, yeah, but sure. they've got the money to, you know, like they don't even need to do it because they have so much money, but they're greedy. So they're going to do it. Right. And it's going to be small music venues that are going to suffer. Right. Right. Who suffered money. last time anyway. Right. The ones that can't afford to stay closed any longer are going to suffer because the giant corporation brought 400,000 people into one space. Right. Now, yeah, granted, they're outdoors, but they're also packed together, you know, and it's not just like walking past someone on the street. You're fucking right next to the same people for potentially hours at a time where you're sharing the same air for a long period of time. They did a study and it was like one of the most uh, it was like a bunch of people in a church choir, all singing next to each other. So they're standing next to each other for a long period of time, exhaling and inhaling a lot, right? And even though it was a large room, that ended up, like, transmitting more of the virus than almost anything else, any other activity. Well, I mean, that's the thing that people don't get, and this is why, like, it's not just like, oh, well, you wear a mask so you don't directly spit in someone else's mouth, although that's obviously a thing. Unless Um, that's, I mean, if that's your kink, sure. Unless that's your thing. I mean, you know, get tested before you do that, but... Um, no, but you're, you're, you're viral COVID load, swapping. right? When you're, when you're in a room, <laughs> if you look at like an infra, like, and this is like this fucking, I think damaged me for life to look at one of these things. But if you look at like an infrared, um, imaging of a room and your respiratory droplets, they don't just like come out of your mouth and fall to the ground or dissipate. They in an indoor room where it's unventilated or poorly ventilated, not like super high ventilation your 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 particle droplets leave your you leave your mouth and then just kind of hang in the air and then you breathe again and another set just leaves and the cloud gets bigger so when you have a bunch of people inside not wearing masks and this is like the problem with restaurants and why they were so uh dangerous um is because people have to have their masks off when they're eating indoors it's not just that like if you're within the six feet thing was always bullshit like if you're within if you're in a room with people and there's not like open windows and open doors that are circulating the air on a constant basis, you're breathing in that person's respiratory droplets. 
Now, whether they have COVID or not, you're not, you know, that you're, you're hoping that they don't like that's, if you're in a room with somebody like, you know, breathing, you're going to be breathing in their fucking droplets. Cause your respiratory droplets build in the air and they just sit there. And I think they said for like, they did a study in a, in a car, somebody was COVID positive, left a car, you know, opened their door. So the air was coming in for a few seconds at least and closed the door and they still enough viral load to tra- to transmit in that car two hours later like one person so you know right well that it, shit just hangs it's, it it's, doesn't go anywhere the, the, all these anti-masker people are, are hilarious to me because it, like when you hear the reason why they're opposed to masks it's it like you realize they don't understand how viruses are transferred right exactly they'll say things like well it's not airtight so the air still comes out like yes it does but it's catching the water droplets that have the virus catching quite a bit of it and and actually that's the whole point they don't should try they don't understand that they don't willfully they like willfully do not want to understand how the virus is actually transferred they willfully do not want to uh, participate in vaccination because they are convinced it's you know going to magnetize them or it's got a Bill Gates microchip or whatever, right. you know. And th- I, I have a, a tweet here. But then they, they're the most upset when shit gets it. cut down or, or, or you know they, they they you know things are canceled. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you expect, you big fucking babies? Like you you don't want right. to get a vaccine, you don't want to wear a mask, and this is what fucking happens. Like, it's, yeah, go ahead. right. So so this was a tweet from uh, a woman on on twitter tweets on twitter abby m reynolds who in her bio describes herself as a christian conservative stay-at-home mom from ohio (laughs) just can't make this shit up uh it's something about ohio moms man i tell you um and she tweeted out if masks become mandatory for my kids again She's talking at school. Right. I'm already prepared them. I'm already prepared them. I've already prepared them for homeschooling. So, okay. so not, not if they don't have masks, am I going to pull them out of school for their own health and protection? But if they have to wear masks, I'm pulling them out to homeschool them. Right. Like, just, just try to process that. Like, it, what? It, like, there's no lo- my, I mean, there's no logic to be found in these people. If, like, if my children aren't being exposed to a potential lethal virus, I'm not going to let them go to school. Right, right. Just the stupidest <laughs> stupidest people on Earth. Like, just literally so the stupidest people on Earth. The, the replies are just, like, uh, the, the, the kind of comedy that I, just, <clears throat> I would fucking bathe in if I could. So uh, first, first reply here from Sarah Thunstrom. We just received a letter yesterday. No social distancing. No max outside. Typo. Return to full capacity, but 100% masks inside 100% of the time. School starts in 16 days. Pulling my kids out. Great. So they'll be just as, as poorly adjusted and psychotic as you. That's that's a great, right. <laughs> great thing to do to these kids. Um, Kimberly, Kimberly USA 11 says, uh, I, I'm just going to re- read this verbatim. In telling... Parent S, get a group of parents, use somebody's house, get a teacher, and have them teach. Pay teacher, groups of 10, 15, depending on age. It's time to start all over again like the pioneers. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, luckily their uh, their 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 method of thinking is stuck in pioneer fucking era America. Yeah, so that's yeah, good... yeah. Oregon Trail back when you could fucking freeze to death on any given day, and right, women right. died during childbirth about three fourths of the time. Their yeah. understanding of medicine is about <laughs> equivalent to that. So I mean that that you know. Just so I, I love the idea unreal. of like, okay, so let's let's get groups of ten or fifteen kids together and hire a teacher. Like, okay, that okay that you're okay hang on uh so <laughs> kn carter 17 respectfully from someone in your home state who is studying to be a teacher if you can do it regardless of a mask mandate your kids will be better off academically and spiritually <laughs> uh okay moving on here jacksma 21685782 on twitter says if you are prepared for homeschooling you should pull the trigger Masks are far less dangerous uh, than what the public school systems fill your kids' head with. You only get, I love this last sentence, it's a total egg corn. You only get one chance to raise the right. <laughs> Not raise them right. Oh, raise God. the raise the right. Ra Ricochet says, homeschool your kids now. The second lockdown will hold them all. It's at school and use the schools as quarantine camps. And the only way the state will release them to you again is if you agree to have them take eight jab vaccination schedule until 2024 when the trial phase four is over. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I don't just, know. <laughs> So oh, the big the big Russ seventy seven says you should probably homeschool them <clears throat> anyway. No, you should probably homeschooling them anyways. Government indoctrination centers are not good for kids. Uh, I love this one. Deadeye Dutch says, I want to homeschool my kids mainly for the fact that school shootings are the norm. Really, your name's Deadeye Dutch, a reference to a fucking uh, gunslinger, and you're worried about school shootings. Okay. Um, so I want to school, I want to homeschool my kids mainly for the fact that school shootings are a norm. But I know with Jesus in their hearts, they can hopefully touch <laughs> these students. And prevent such things in their own Fuck. schools. I don't even know what that fucking means. I, I don't either. And then the last one here uh, goes a little bit further with with the idea. Uh, planning my past is their screen name. Not sure what that's about. Neighborhoods should look into forming some kind of homeschool association where they can jointly purchase a certified curriculum and every parent who can contribute can teach a class or providing school supplies or snacks. Just a thought. So, so, so they just do like, they just like reinvent public schools like a community yes, all pays it exactly, <laughs> which I tweeted at them and they replied to me. I'm like, congratulations, you just reinvented public schools, and they replied, yes, but the parents will be in charge instead of teachers' <clears throat> union. <laughs> just the dumbest. I mean, just you can't even argue with these people. They're the dumbest oh. fucking people on earth. Well, it's just cell phone after cell phone. That's the last one I so, had to save the best for last. So I, you know, I was looking over the Lollapalooza lineup while we were t- while we were talking just now, and I, I know I know you think it's going to be a bad uh, day, but if you do uh, manage to get a ticket for the Saturday show, you can see Limp Biscuit at seven p.m. on the Bud Light Seltzer stage. <laughs> so. Oh my God. If you've been hankering for for setting some plywood on fire and then crowd surfing, on it, or, you know, all the yeah. all the fucking uh, and I, I, I was mentioning this to you off air. But if anyone uh, hasn't checked it out, there's a great doc uh, on HBO Max uh, about Woodstock 99 uh, and the, the horror show that it became, you know, in many ways, it was the precursor to Firefest, you know, no water and like 
you know shit literally seeping out of uh sewage lines and well but at least with fire fest it wasn't and... literally on fire the way that woodstock 91 <laughs> right, no was. no it was, but yeah Which, it, woodstock 99 literally you know, I, was on fire it, the the the, <clears throat> the riots and the fire started during the red hot chili peppers playing i remember when this happened when it, when it right. took place it was all over the all over the radio news and everything um so you know i would imagine chili peppers fans you know probably shouldn't have let shit on fire but i'd like to think that like the people who were going around you know with like rape gangs uh and, and sexually assaulting women were probably more limp biscuit fans so you know the kind of guys that uh don't want to wear a mask because they don't want the government telling them what to do uh, you see a picture of fred durst lately he looks yeah, well, like he's, he's got a fucking santa claus beard it's he's very got weird. a huge it's yeah very it's weird it, like um, okay here's where we are now well you know what's funny actually about the about the fires during red hot chili pepper uh they were starting to already like kind of light so the reason people all had a bunch of uh, people had candles because there was this this gun violence like prevention group going around because this was like right after columbine this was like two months after columbine and they wanted to hold a candle candlelight vigil to like commemorate you know the lives lost in columbine or you know to to remember remembrance ceremony so people were using those to fucking light these these pieces of plywood on fire that they had torn down during Limp Bizkit's set because they were telling people to break stuff as they were playing the song Break Stuff. Oh, um, and then so then during Red Hot Chili Peppers, like they were starting to get crazy, right? And they were lighting fires. And the, apparently the mayor of Rome, New York, where this took place, was went to Anthony Kiedis like, hey, just like you, try to calm them down. Um, so this fucking idiot, for whatever reason, and I like some of their songs, but he seems like a fucking idiot, um, <laughs> went out and played uh, a cover of Fire by Jimi Hendrix. You know, let, let me stand next to your fire, <laughs> as people are saying, which, oh. of course, prompted people to just throw more fucking things on. Literally, the fire. this is like classic the, incitement. Like, don't don't ever tell a crowd of like rowdy drunk dudes to not do something from the stage of a, of a huge festival. It's never going to work. They're going to, so don't throw was, bottles on stage. This was the second, you know, like. the second time they did a Woodstock in the nineties. The first one was Woodstock 94. Right. Right. And very famously it poured fucking rain. Like just, just the entire, there's and like a huge just, hill there. Uh, right. And people were just like sliding down the mud hill. And very famously Primus was playing and thought it'd be a good idea to play My Name is Mud, which was a very <laughs> bad idea. Right. Because people started to fucking throw mud on the stage. And of course, Les Claypool was like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> and then it only made people do it 10 times more. And, and they just did it for the rest of the show, like the rest of the fucking show. Well, like, the entire rest of the weekend, they were just flinging fucking mud on stage. It's like, you know, probably shouldn't have played. Like, of all your great songs, that was the one not to play right. when the entire fucking. Billy Joel field from. Was uh, Billy Joe from Green Day actually picked up a big wad of mud and ate it, which was one of the grossest things I've ever seen. But of course, that just inspired uh, people to throw, you know, dozens of more handfuls of mud on the stage. Just fucking <laughs> idiots. But anyway, um, yeah, so that, that that's what you have to look forward to uh, if you do attend Lollapalooza this weekend on top of the potential uh, COVID <laughs> you're gonna receive from this uh, mass crowd of people yeah but then journey's I mean, I, playing I, after them so that that's good oh journey without steve perry is not journey <laughs> right so journey that, with the, with the, the karaoke singer the even sublime's like you know sublime with rome is, yeah whatever the fuck that means um God, we, rome, we've yeah. talked about we've had the same conversation about journey and and uh sublime probably a dozen times <laughs> so uh, it's, it's offensive to us, but yeah 
but um no so yeah so that's but 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 for real that anyone that anyone that like remembers that time and i you know vaguely remember just watching the the the, this this like mini vietnam unfold on mtv news is like kurt loader was dodging bottles and carson daly had to be like (laughs) like fucking evacuated by cops because people wanted to like murder him because they hated him so much hillary clinton was there dodging bullets from a helicopter right right brian williams was there too no but for for carson daly it was legit because they just this was like when when nsync and backstreet boys were dominating the airwaves and everyone wanted trl to play limp biscuit so they they somehow thought that carson daly alone was responsible for the programming choices and wanted to murder him um which is kind of hilarious um, but, yeah so anyway check that, that check that documentary out it's, re- it's a fun watch so that's um, on hbo max what's yeah, the, yeah. what's the name of it just woodstock 99 uh it, you know it's it, it's a series of music docs but i it's like the first episode it's a two-hour doc though i mm. forget um but yeah netflix no, has a little series about uh it's, it's called uh movies that made us right but of course it's oh, all yeah. like very very white movies that made us whiter it's uh, very like popcorn i watch it's like whatever it's not super yeah, in it's, depth it's fun I, but like, you know I, there's only so many things you can tell about back to the future before you know everything about it possible right um but there's one for die hard which was kind of cool because like he like i didn't really know much about the backstory there right um and what's what's another one they did one for uh um, they just did one for jurassic park they did home jurassic alone park yeah breakfast club um, was good and uh, Dirty Dancing. Number. I think the Dirty Dancing one was the most interesting because of like how much that movie almost didn't get made. Mm. Uh, and oh, and and the lake that they filmed it on is gone now. The lake disappeared, which is really? kind of weird. Yeah, they eroded or no? I think it's just kind of like more. It was more of a bog, right? Mm. And because of climate change, it just kind of wow. evaporated. Like it didn't have enough water flowing into it. Um, but like the they, they used like a bunch of cinder blocks to on the bottom of the lake for Patrick Swayze to stand on and like the, the actual blocks are sort of sitting there like really nobody stole them. That's you think somebody would steal those. No, they're probably pretty heavy. They probably absorbed a lot of water at this point. I, I guess so. But yeah. Um, you need a fucking mechanical. But, uh, thing yeah. It, and it, I, I was enjoying the series and then I saw there was another one that was like the toys that made us. And I was like, okay, fuck off. Like you're just, <laughs> I watched you're that. just it's, fucking mining this. Right. It, it, it's, it's, you know, again, I just, it's, it's produced very like, I don't say shittily. It's just very like, whoa, whoa, like narrator. It's just not, oh, not yeah. it's not my style, but it, it's, it's just, narration. it's fun, you know, stuff that they talk about, but not my style. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, by the way, it's called peace Woodstock 99 peace, love and rage is the name of the documentary. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, the 90s for you, which is great. Um, but anyway, uh, but I, know, used, there, I used to, uh, uh, real quick. I, I used yeah. to live in a house where like there was like six of us in the house I was I was pretty young before I realized that I hate having roommates. Right. And it was it was like, <laughs> like a nightmare. The thing that we all had in common was we all worked at the same restaurant together. Like you you'd have that a lot where it's like, oh right. hey, I'm looking for a place. And be like, oh hey, we just had somebody move out, you know. <clears throat> uh you know, you work in a restaurant that was like a bulletin board where you get to put up whatever and you know, oftentimes it'd be like, Hey, you're looking for a roommate, whatever. And so like all of us worked at the same restaurant, right? And so we all knew each other really well. but like uh like three of the three of the people in the house all like jam bands like fish hmm. right like uh uh i can't even think of another jam band. <laughs> grateful dead yeah that's right, sort of right well that is like modern shit right umphreys mcgee and shit like that and then like the other half was all into Lesser fucking new bands. metal like limp biscuit and fucking corn <laughs> and fucking deftones and like i kind of like some of both right so right. i didn't you know i didn't really care but whoever they were they were always fighting over who was able to play music in like the commons area in the living room right 
And there were so many fights between the hippies and the fucking new metal guys in the house <laughs> that I just imagined that like that was that, that was, was like the, the, the real friction at Woodstock '99 <laughs> was like mixing all the the peace and love people with all the rage people, right? And it finally just came to a head where everyone's just like, "Fuck this! I'm ruined. I'm gonna burn this whole fucking thing down." <laughs> Look, I'll this fully is... admit. I mean, I, I was only I think 11, 10, 11 when when Woodstock '99 was out, and I was super into fucking Limp Bizkit, but I was like the target demo for for that album and you know that's when when that song nookie came out and break stuff like when you're that age you think like oh this this like a song like break stuff which is just about nothing when you listen to it now but then at the time you're like oh man this is so like this just gets me like it's it's such like a dumb guy like anthem but but that's (laughs) exactly and and you when you're a teenager you think oh this guy who's like a little bit older than me is still an adult, so if he's saying this is right, okay, right. then it must be okay. You know? And then later and you it, learn, no, he's just an adult from Jacksonville. That's not the same as just being yeah, an adult. Yeah, he's, he's just a fucking douchebag. <laughs> like, I, I remember remember New Year's Eve, you know, 1999, when they they played the Prince cover on MTV, and I was like, that's fucking pretty cool. Who played Limp Bizkit play the Prince cover? Yes. Oh my god. As the ball drops. Atrocious. I gotta, the, I gotta the watch fucking, that. So so I had a, a, a huge house party. Uh parents were gone at this huge house party and like fifty people show up. Huge fucking New Year's Eve party. And we we got, you know, the MTV's on and no one's really watching it. And then you know, as soon as the ball drops, they cut to Limp Biscuit covering Prince's nineteen ninety nine. And we were all like, Holy shit, that's fucking cool. And I remember like that being the only moment where I thought that that band was like fucking legit. <laughs> and you know, they had like their first album, like all those new metal bands had like one f- good first album. Oh yeah. And then did nothing but write terrible shitty second, third, fourth albums right. after just, that. Just with, with with some exception to Deftones, but like they they always said like we're not a fucking one of these new metal bands. We're just a we're just a rock band. Right. Uh, I think Corn to to an extent also. I would I would, be, I would exempt a little from that. Like it's not the music I would like listen to all the time now. But they weren't as cringy as like the like they never did stupid cringy shit like Limp Biscuit or like Pod. <laughs> Like they were, I mean, good. they were just very dark, and like I, you need I would, to be in a certain mood to listen to it. But. I would challenge you to watch any of their videos and not be like, "Oh no, okay, their videos that, that are fucking stupid." <laughs> like, well, I remember that fucking like that bullet video, which was like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest fucking video of all time." Where it was like following the the bullet through like rooms, and they were playing in one room. Oh, yeah, At the time, it was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> It, it doesn't it didn't age well it doesn't, it doesn't, no, it doesn't none well. of it holds up but you know. I'll, I'll go i'll go back and listen to some of that stuff and i'm like ooh, i i can't believe i like this at any time it's i mean granted I was, I was a teenager at the time but i can still it, go back and throw on a deftones album you know, or they, like or like a rage against the machine album and oh, i'm still yeah. like okay this is still good like no, this rage, holds up rage is fucking great but that's you know all a lot of those bands like they loved kirk everyone fucking loved kirk cobain in, in in the early 90s and a lot of those bands were like well let's take the sludgy sound of like the bass and the drums and the guitar of nirvana but just devoid of any of the i mean kurt cobain like loved the beatles like it, like john lennon was his favorite fucking musical artist like yeah he, he just managed to t- to take all of these these sludge punk influences that he like grew up listening to like the melvins and the buzzcocks and all these bands and 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 couple that with the like these great fucking melodies from these this like you know traditional rock and roll that he was listening to and it create birthed this amazing you know, uh, th- like thing that you that we got this this fucking lightning in a bottle of Nirvana, and right. then once he fucking killed himself, like every band tried to do that with just none of the fucking soul behind it, and it was just this soulless, 
you know, it, it's right. You know, but well, you, you had a whole, you know, thousands of teenagers that all wanted to be the next new metal band who were like, oh, we'll just we'll just play anything and drop detuning, and that's that's all we need right. to do. And it's like, no, right, it sounds like C, a, which is sounds worse. like fucking shit. It just sounds like mud. It's like jung jung, right. you know. Well, no, like, a lot at least of, like the corns in them use drop <laughs> C tuning, which is a whole step Did down they? from it's, yeah. it's drop D, but then you drop it all the strings a whole step down, which is just it's sludge. It's like your strings aren't even tight enough to fucking play. It's just you know, it's yeah. Like, I had uh, on, on Facebook. Um, the uh, last year uh, we got Asha bicycle and uh, immediately went out and I, I filmed her riding on it and that popped up on my Facebook memories and I was watching the video and it reminded me of that uh, the scene from Gummo when the two kids are like bombing down the hill on their BMX bikes and that fucking song from the band sleeps playing and it's just like jung 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 like at least at least it's like old school metal that that just like muddy droning fucking stoner doom motif right. worked right it just like the, the new metal thing just never i don't know it, just, it, it was trying too hard but it, yeah. it, there's a reason it died it's right. the reason it died for sure all right well on that note uh we gotta get out of here but um if you want to help the show rate and view subscribe uh wherever you get the show follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left uh i'd recommend our facebook but we were banned again for 30 days for, for no, some no, no 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 i was banned i was banned oh you were banned. okay so days. the page wasn't banned it was just no okay. yeah so but then it unbanned me um yeah, so i posted right. a cartoon and the cartoon is of a bunch of liberals out to brunch saying hey isn't everything wonderful and in the background there's like a b-52 bomber bombing a city Right. But the city looks like Chicago. Like you can clearly see a building with right. two spires on top. It looks like hmm. the Sears Tower. So when I posted this cartoon from our Facebook page, I, I uh, included a caption saying pretty accurate shit lib depiction. But when do we start bombing Chicago? And it was like five hours later, I get a thing saying this this goes against our uh, terms of service, or our community values or some shit like that for right. inciting violence. And I'm like, OK, Ridiculous. so clearly the algorithm didn't understand the contraction I used because I used the contraction "wend," right. you know, as, as opposed when to did. "when did." Right. So it it just read that as like when, when are we, we going to start bombing Chicago? It, right. When when we start bombing Chicago, like saying thinking it's a real thing. So I appealed it, and it says, you know, oh, we don't have enough people to actually read your appeal, but we'll take it as feedback. And I'm thinking, you know, just like everything in Facebook, it goes in a hole and never comes back, right? So uh amazingly like two hours later suddenly i could post again i could comment and like everything Weird. again so, so they do actually have people they just don't want you thinking they have people because if they don't get to somebody it, yeah somebody must have actually read it and gone right. oh this is the algorithm not understanding what the words meant right which is which is how our lives are going to be ruled in the next 10 years so looking forward right. to that everybody um, a hill to die on that's a threat of self-harm right what no it's an idiom what the f <laughs> fucking algorithm bullshit so yeah follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots <laughs> uh patreon.com slash move left uh merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod i am on twitter at move underscore left uh and i am on twitter as always at bike slutty all right we'll see you next week yeah, yeah, baby. happy new year let me see you man Do you feel it? If you feel it, get up, come on, get up!
Who's 